0: Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. I'm Michael Ham. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm Ashley Hullett. And we are here today to talk about Slayers, A Buffyverse Story, Episode 6.
0: Yay! Yay. Hemi, this is your first Slayers episode, so how have you felt listening to the series? You, you haven't fully listened to it like me. You're going through as we record, but how have you felt so far?
2: Yeah, I... I I don't know. I feel like I come with a few caveats, which are the the sort of audiobooks are tough for me. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Audio dramas are a little tougher, honestly, than audiobooks for me. So I'm not yes. fully engrossed in it, but I don't think that that's like a knock on the product itself, more so like my ability to wrap my head around it and not be able to visualize anything. But <laughs> I've given all the episodes that we've... you guys have done so far two listens to make sure I could really, really focus. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It doesn't feel like I'm wasting my time. (laughs) 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 Glowing recommendation.
0: (laughs) I I love it. Doesn't like, I mean, but you know, I feel like I'm happy that you are enjoying it. I was afraid you were going to hate it because I feel like you and I like the same things, but have different opinions about the same things that we like usually.
2: Yeah, I I think I'm 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 pretty tough to impress. So me saying that it's not a waste of my time is honestly a compliment. <laughs> um, like episode one was amazing because it was just so exciting to hear everyone. Right. Yes. And yes. every time we got a new voice, I was like very excited. But then I'm just kind of like going through the motions. No pun intended. Oh dear God. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's 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 okay. Like every episode has kind of left me feeling a different. Way. Okay,
0: that's fair. And before we get into the episode, I have to give our upcoming Halloween live show at the Stonewall Inn a little bit of a promo. It's going to be Sunday, the 29th, doors open at 2 p.m. It will be a remixed, remastered live script reading of Buffy season four's Fear Itself with Ryan Holohan doing. Buffy-themed Anyanka Anya drag, all set to the music of Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I will be playing Oz because I'm giving myself the man, making myself the man of my dreams. (laughs) Um, And uh, we've got Ivy LaBelle, Nick G, Gabe Gonzalez, and a lot of other wonderful people joining. And uh, yeah, you can get your tickets at Eventbrite. And um, my one last promo is we have a Patreon. If you'd like to subscribe, any and all support is much appreciated. We have Zoom calls, we have watch-alongs, we have covered Firefly and Harley Quinn. Zachra, Zachary Patton Garcia and I did a like year or two of a sex talk show called My Nudie Judy, and Hammy did it for like six months to a year with me. Right? Yeah, we did some horny episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, any and all support is much appreciated. Um, so, episode six, we're kind of like in it now, right? Uh, we've got. They're in the alternate universe. Um, so I will say it—it it, it slowed down a little bit for me. This one, this one <laughs> felt a little bit. I don't know if either of you watched The Mandalorian. I a lot of people's critiques of The Mandalorian was it felt like video game quests, and this oh, yeah. a, a little, little, little bit did start to feel that way for me for this episode. And I get it for plot wise and for like episode numbers, you have to split them all up. But I'm kind of like I just, I just wanted them back together. Like I just want them all like. And that would be too many cooks in one kitchen, right? If all of these voices were constantly all in the same room, I think right. that would add to Hammy, the same issue I have where like an audio drama, I do clock out a little bit and that would probably make it worse, right? If they all were together.
2: Yeah, it would, it would likely get pretty confusing. I'm already kind of confused listening to it sometimes, but I think <laughs> listening to your guys' podcasts about this before I listened to it... Um, <laughs> You had mentioned the video gaminess of it yeah, uh, on another episode. And so I don't know if that was just stuck in my head the whole time, but like it's all I can think of. And you're absolutely right. Like that is the vibe of it's like, we must go here so we can get the compass, but we need Giles to get the compass. Now right. we must use the compass. The compass doesn't work. Oh, no, we need to go get the book. Someone must go get the book. Oh, we've got the book. Someone else has the book. Well, we have to get the book from the different dimension. And I was like, what the fuck
1: is happening? <laughs>
0: yeah. like, and like, I feel like it's a credit that we both feel that way. And actually, I heard you even say, yeah, and it's like, we're still in. We're still it's like, but I still enjoy it. Right. That's like. Absolutely. That is a credit to it. So Spike starts off, you know, he's in that crypt, sarcophagus, whatever. And I didn't love the fourth wall break, but then I kind of liked it because I liked the idea of, like, he's stuck in a sarcophagus and he just has, like, no one else to talk to. So, sure, he's talking to himself. And I, what do you think of Indira, Hami? Because I do really like her.
2: Boy, oh, boy. I'm a tough sell on a teenager. I don't know if you remember (laughs) when we, uh... (laughs) Talked <laughs> about Miss Marvel, but I'm a I'm a tough sell on a teen. And I I at first I was getting like big Miss Marvel vibes, mm-hmm. uh, like with the fangirly kind of. I check Reddit all the time. Energy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she, oh god, the puns! She has really endeared herself to me in a way <laughs> where like that part of her character is gone, and now we just get to see like this charming young girl. I also think she's one of the best actors on this show. Like yes. her voice work is. Yes fucking phenomenal Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i i do like her a lot more than i did in the first two episodes
0: that's fair and yeah ashley didn't we look it up and it's like she has done a bunch of like nickelodeon cartoons
1: yes she has
0: and that would like make sense right because she is one of the better voice actors i don't think anyone's bad but she's just
1: she stands out
0: yeah yeah and i even i like I like that even though she's a fangirl, we have toned it down a little bit. And that, like, she is still able to be, like, annoyed, right? Like, she's like, come on, Spike, are you talking to yourself? Like, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: yeah. I love him being like, <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I'm in a coffin. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, when she's, like, talking to Cordelia, and he's like, I can still hear you. And she's like, good, then maybe you won't screw this up. I do... I like all of that banter that feels like reminds me of the show, right?
2: Yeah, she's like the witty character who has like the snappy comebacks and mm-hmm. it's it's very fitting and yeah. Because I feel like everyone else is like, understandably, like, you
0: know, they've allowed them to age, so they're not quite as like perky and peppy as they were 20 years ago, right?
2: She also doesn't have to do any of the exposition, which like is yeah. very helpful in her favor <laughs> because- Uh, exposition is is tough to deliver um Mm -hmm. so she just gets to be the cool snappy one cordy mentions like oh your world celebrity slayer when they're talking i
0: do like cordelia immediately kind of not liking buffy even though she doesn't know who she is just because she's annoyed that they keep like bringing her up I feel like that tracks, right? Yeah, <laughs> Cordelia looks at Buffy. He's like, in every unit I'd love to be annoyed with you in any universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, they set up this fake ritual, and for a minute, I was like, I will say, like the first part of this, I was like, wait a minute, but why are we doing all of this fancy? And then it was so that Drusilla would believe that he came back from the dead.
2: Yeah, I I was a little confused about that. I was I was confused why they were doing a spell. When they do the spell, there's like a big bolt of lightning, I assume. Of yeah. Or thunder. And I was like, wait, are they doing like a real ass spell? Like, are they gonna also bring the dead spike back by accident? But no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have been fun.
2: we don't have time for more plots we don't (laughs) but we will get there because at the
0: end I was like wait a minute is that what happened um I thought we were gonna have like a switcheroo They do the fake ritual I do like you know Indira's like I remember all my lines I was a lead in my play (laughs) because I think that's like a cute detail for remembering why she's so good at like keeping up the act like later Mm -hmm. Spike you know comes out of his coffin I like the idea that the ghouls are like gossipy (laughs) (laughs) right does like, same, but...
2: <laughs> I certainly relate to the ghouls more than I want to. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, heavy, it's me and you. Once we're dead, yeah. it's like, ooh. <laughs> then we cut to, you know, the ghouls are going to tell Drusilla. We cut to Giles. He was knocked unconscious, per usual. I was a little lost here, because he's like someone, a gorilla or someone dressed like
2: one hit him. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Also very, very lost. <laughs> right, they... So they fell in the dock, then presumably they walk from the dock to the zoo, yeah. then they get to the zoo, and then there are hyena people, animals right? in the zoo and hijinks ensue, I guess? Yeah.
1: Uh, do we think that the gorilla thing was like another, and I hate that I'm the one that fucking is bringing this up, but the pack, they had like the zookeeper like raised them or whatever, and doesn't he knock Giles out?
2: Mm. Oh, probably. I, I will say yes because <laughs> i Great. love an easter egg
1: so i just assumed that the person dressed like a gorilla was whoever was mm. controlling the wear hyena actually it's funny
0: that you picked up on that reference and that's the episode you hate the most that you're like no
2: i remember
1: i think that's why yeah. i was like Ugh. <laughs> i
2: think that makes as much sense as anything else yeah it could possibly be yeah i'm i'm buying that um so then giles is like i did a i did a Appreciate
0: that Clem just fucking ate the lion. I like that Clem's getting in on the action, right? Yeah, but don't eat the lion. (laughs) It was going to kill Giles, though, or kill Clem.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do like that we're getting, like, vicious Clem, but the poor guy, he broke his three-month streak of not Mm -hmm. eating felines, so. Yeah,
1: I love that he's like, please don't tell anyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I I feel like, I didn't know that it would work so well, but I feel like pairing Giles with Clem really is good, because it's always good to pair Giles with someone who is, like, more on the sillier side of the Buffyverse because he's so not. Um, and, like, yeah. Giles knows his shit, but he's like, all right, come... Like, let's get through the silliness and, like, do the thing we need to do. So I think it works that we have Clem and Pup Yonka, like, that's, like, the Giles half because mm-hmm. it is so wacky, um, and he balances it out. Hammy, what do you think of Pup Yonka?
2: I do not enjoy Pup Yonka. <laughs> Um...
1: <laughs> no! I am
2: I am not a fan. Um it, it it actually like that character well Anyanka in general and Papyanka and Jasper <laughs> are three characters I was kind of just auditorily annoyed by. Um right. but they they get kind of charming by the end of this episode. Oh, okay. And it was honestly like you guys talking about it that made me think like it is kind of cute. There are a lot of real good one-liners by Pup Yonka, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's okay. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can see why it might be too silly, but I don't know. It just works. I mean,
2: Ashley, it works for you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I
2: love it. <laughs> anything, anything that isn't Mr. Pickles, I'll take. If, if that's the <laughs> sacrifice, if, if we need to remove one animal from this story. I agree with you. <laughs> Am I the only one who likes Mr. Pickles? You can't. You're not allowed. It's illegal. <laughs> you, no one, no, you're contrarian. No one likes Mr. Pickles.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I like, I kind of like the idea of like the witches in this universe getting familiars. And I guess because, I don't know, I just recently, when I was like doing some photos for the podcast, I had on the first two episodes of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And I kept thinking, like, hmm, this really would, like, meld well with the Buffy verse. And I was thinking (sighs) of, like, shit they could take cues from because Sabrina was hit or miss, but when it was hit, I think it was, like, very hit. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, oh, that's something they could have taken. And then we did get (laughs) familiar. But I guess the familiar is kind of there conveniently when Tara needs to really do an exposition dump and there's no other characters available.
2: Uh, That's weird to me because, like, so many people do exposition anyway. Like, it, I feel like they could just have her talking to herself and it wouldn't be a weird thing. She could just be like, I've got to get that book. I've got to, like, get this thing ready for Drusilla. Otherwise, mm-hmm. she's going to think that I'm a failure and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And my plan won't work out. Rather than yeah. being like, what's that, Mr. Pickles? Yes, I do need to get this spell finished. <laughs> what? Mr. Pickles, you don't think Drusilla's going to be mad at me, do you, Mr. Pickles? I'm like, come on.
1: <laughs> I, I love the idea of the witches having familiars. Yes. It's Mr. Pickles specifically that doesn't work for me. He pulls me out of it every single time. And I, I don't know what, but, but the talking dog, uh, it doesn't, I can see it, I can visualize it, it does not pull me out of
0: it. Like the monkey that doesn't talk that's just a monkey, you're like, get that fucking thing out of yeah. here. But the talking dog, you're like, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like a little realism. <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, I want to uh, say about uh, Giles and Clem, what I like about yes. them together is that like Giles is always good when he's paired with someone who's like peppy and positive. Yeah. yeah. But like, mm-hmm. it's amazing to see Giles paired with someone like that who he doesn't have to protect or he's not worried about protecting right. or has no interest in protecting <laughs> whatsoever. Because like when you get him with like Dawn or Buffy or or Willow, yeah. whoever is giving the smart alecky remarks that he has to kind of groan towards he still loves them and cares about them. And Ooh. with Clem, he's like, I don't care. Like, kill me now. I, <laughs> I don't want to be here. And it's like, it's a nice different side of Giles. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. You're right. Because
0: like, Clem actually is the more capable, like technically the more capable fighter here because he's a demon and he can just, you know, unhinge his jaw and eat things.
1: But Giles hasn't like seen that happen yet
0: oh, you're right, he hasn't. No. But I, but I guess with eating the lion, though, now he, like, knows that, some form of that. He doesn't know, like, to what extent, but he knows, like, right. okay, Clem can eat a thing. So Clem mentions something which is important for later. Like, Giles says, like, oh, you know, Papyanka moved, like, ran away. We need to warn Anya. And Clem mentions if Papyanka er- merged with Anya, it could be, like, the fly. And then he mentions, like, both versions of that movie, which is important for later. Almost so much oh. so that I was like...
2: <laughs> sorry yeah. i just clocked in yeah yeah yeah
0: wow <laughs> um so much so that i was like did someone make this reference earlier or am i just referencing this in my head and now that i see my notes i'm like oh yes that was the thing uh so yeah on you know giles gives a little bit of like his like he says that you know this anya has the same good heart as anya from his reality and he let the anya from his reality down and doesn't want to let this one down which I thought was nice because we did talk a little bit in the previous episode, so Giles didn't seem too, like, happy or shocked to see Anya, so I was glad to, like, circle back to that, to be like, okay, yeah, he is, like, a little bit, like, you know, I, Anya died, I feel bad about it.
1: Yeah, it was nice to hear him yes. open up a little bit about and it. And that
0: tracks for Giles, right? That is how he would feel about that.
1: Yeah, and I feel like he's also not just gonna, like, immediately start gushing. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's just not that expressive mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. you know? So, I, th- I think it t- it tracks that it took him some time to be able to talk about it.
0: No, I agree. Then we cut to Tara and Anya <clears throat> at the last of at the end of the last episode I was like, wait, am I is Anya dying again? Like we can't be doing this again, right? So they, you know, f- are fighting and I this part's a little bit weak for me because I don't I also they keep going back and forth like Ronnie and Tara are the best friends it was Anya Tara Cordelia. Cordelia has said a couple times like she didn't have any friends, she didn't want any friends, but then has called Tara and Anya like her close friends or her best friends. I almost wish there was like something more definitive with I that I could like have the background there. I don't know. What do you what do you both think?
2: I was confused in this scene with who was talking sometimes. <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> So yeah, like I, I couldn't really fully clock the voices sometimes when they were going back and forth. So the fact that the conversation was a bit confusing combined with the fact that like I was having a hard time figuring out what was what made this a very tough scene mm. for me. Ashley?
1: I feel like Cordelia saying that she doesn't have any friends and stuff is just part of the like tough girl persona. Mm. I think that she was friends with them. I do. Somebody in one of the past episodes mentioned that it felt like Tara and Anya were best friends. And then Cordelia somehow ended up meeting them and needing their help and then kind of fell into it. So she's kind of like the third addition to this already set friendship. And I think that that feels kind of true with the way that they talk Mm, about each other. I
0: can see that. Kind of like how Buffy... I mean, even though eventually in the show her and Willow were the best best friends, but like Buffy right. came into Willow and Xander's friendship that was like already there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That
0: makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Thank
2: God for Ashley. I know.
0: Don't I think one of us is paying attention. <laughs> um, sure as shit ain't the host of this podcast. Uh, um, so then <laughs> another thing that I'm not fully clear on is Tara during this fight mentions this universe's reality, this universe's Anya was also stripped of Anyanka. And I'm yeah. like, but earlier they say she's just a witch and like, she's not, it seems, I don't know. I was a little bit confused there because I assumed that this Anya was like a witch, witch, and there was no
2: Anyanka. Mm. I don't
1: know. I don't have any clear thoughts that's, on that. That's situation. fair. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I,
2: I wrote this down. So the Anyanka of uh, Tara, uh, Anya is, t- oh God. Oh God. The Anyanka of my world was separated from me and banished from this world. In your world, you were separated from your Anya, and she died. I came into your reality. Now you're here and my dog, and you want me to No, I don't want to join with you, is what I have written down. So... (laughs) I don't know if anyone listening can make heads or tails of the words that just spewed out of my mouth, but that is the situation with the onyancas and the onyas <laughs> of both places. And scene. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> thank you. Thank A+. you. A+. A+. Well
1: yes. <laughs> Tara also says during the scene that she was here doing inventory last year. Yes. So how long has she been like slowly going right? back?
0: I do think that would help me buy into Tara because like dark Tara still isn't like that dark. Like Willow went dark and like the end of that day was her skinning a man alive. I mean, granted that man fucking deserved it and killed Tara, but you know what I mean? Like this Tara has not done anything that right anywhere near that as like brutal or like gory. Right.
1: Yeah. And I know that last episode I was like, no, it works for me. I really like it. But this is this episode is where it starts to get a little wonky for me with the good Tara, bad Tara, Mm. because I feel like at this point they're just bringing out good Tara to like move the story along, and like, yeah, I don't want to hear her just telling us exposition. We have monkeys and minions for that, and I feel like (laughs) we're on episode six of nine episodes. At this point, we should have much less good Tara if we're supposed to believe that we're getting Kogan this often. Like he should be overpowering yes. good Tara enough that we're getting less of her. And I feel like we're not.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, Hammy, what do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I think that good Tara is the reason why dark Tara isn't as dark as we want her to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of do believe that like, I would like some, a little bit less of, Good Terra, more of Dark Terra, and lots more of the evil demon man Kurgan. Kurgan.
0: Kurgan. Yeah. I I almost wish Kurgan had been like something. Not that like a demon we had to have seen, but like you know maybe if like. A grimoire like kurgan's grimoire was something that like they had to use in an episode or something like prior just because it feels like kurgan is such a presence and it does feel like kurgan is maybe the big bad the actual big bad here um so i'm just like oh i wish we had like and we're not getting enough of him you know what i mean we're saying his name a lot but we're not quite getting enough of him for me because i'm like just like have him come out like i want there to be like a big cool magic fight have him come out and Cammie and I will never know who, who's doing what, who is standing where, but it'll be cool. Um, it'll sound cool. I don't know. I think yeah. that's what I'm waiting for.
2: I think I, I agree with that. I want him to separate already. Like we're six episodes in and he's, he hasn't come out yet. And having the three of them in one body, it doesn't feel like one is taking over more from the yeah. other. It just feels like there's three separate entities that say their line when they need to say their line. But, <laughs> yeah. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Eh. But. So
0: there, you know, Tara, Tara gets distracted because I didn't realize until like the next scene that the barking wasn't yeah. the puppy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Second listen was when okay. I clocked in on that too. <laughs>
0: um and I will say, while I don't know why, like you, Ashley, I'm like, yes, I can picture because so hammy, Ashley sent me and Zach a picture of her dog that looks I was gonna say looks just like Jasper as if that <laughs> but like is what I've been picturing as Jasper. <laughs> no, like is what I've been picturing as Jasper because Ashley was like, I picked my dog and then text a the picture and I was like, oh yep, now that's what I'm picturing. So like I can picture a dog that just has like this like weird demon voice. I couldn't picture like this big imposing demon that has a dog bark. <laughs> um but for like silly sake, sure, right? Mm-hmm. Tara leaves, she has the grimoire we cut to drusilla and i don't even think i had learned bang's name i just remembered oh there's like that one vampire that's like her like head minion um but we get more of bang here and when they're discussing their background i was like am i supposed to like are they gonna be together did either of you think that Mm, no i
2: no (laughs) not 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 really but i did really really like this scene i think I don't know who plays Bang, but I, I felt like they had some good some good voice talent behind them. And, yes. and Drusilla is so good in this as well. So, like, I really liked this scene. Oh, I, Drusilla is just so crazy in this. And I just, like, anytime yeah. she gets to be this crazy and talking about how she murdered someone but just forgot for 40-something years. And, <laughs> but I came back for you as soon as I remembered. and. It's just
0: it's so good. I mean,
1: that was an angel weapon.
0: I, I was wondering that. Right? I was like, is Bang like their like their version of Angel?
2: Oh. I because... think that isn't that a is I think that's a normal thing that people do with vampires, <laughs> right?
1: Is it? Because there's
2: no way to like with immortals or something? I don't know. The Netflix Dracula special, they couldn't kill Dracula, so they just put him in a thing and buried mm. him at the bottom of the ocean forever. That's fair. Mm. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Let's say it's an angel one. Cause I like an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> I do
0: too. Um, yeah. We kind of learned their background. I didn't take a lot of notes. I don't know if either of you want to, there's anything specific you want to talk about with that. Other than the fact that Drusilla left her at the bottom of a ocean for
2: a long time. Uh, they just kind of talk about like is just trying to tell Drusilla, which we learn later might be a little tricky mm-hmm. trick. Um, that Tara's not trying to hurt her, is telling her the truth, that, you know, Tara really does love her, and just, like, she should trust her and trust, trust the process, basically. And Drew right.
1: says, good, because I wouldn't like to remove her eyes. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love I Drew so much. I do,
0: <laughs> um, Tara walks in. Um, Drew is pissed that she didn't know where... Tara was. Tara says she's only gone an hour, <laughs> and that's when I do kind of like how like forwardly queer of like horny, horny. <laughs> yeah, still is, and she's like Neil, but not to Neil, but just because I liked you down there. I'm like, I right. was like,
1: yeah, and like. <laughs>
0: And I feel like Drusilla has said numerous times how she likes what Tara does like with their fingers or something. She continues
1: to talk about
2: I that. love, it's it's just so horny and I love it. Like the the one thing I really do love about the series is like, it feels like it's fixing some of the things from the past Buffy series that like couldn't happen. Like it's just so much gayer, which is amazing. And the, the women, although women have always been strong in Buffy, I just feel like they're getting like their dues in this one. Yeah. And it's. So good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like that's totally been like they've said that's what they wanted to do with this, right, Ashley? Yeah.
1: And I think that they really accomplish it.
0: Yeah. So then we what is it? Then the minions leave and Drew is mad about like Tara seeing Anya. And I do I like this exchange. I wrote it down and she's like, it's like spiders crawling all over me. And Tara goes, You're being a tad over dramatic, don't you think? (laughs) Because, like, that is very Drew,
2: but also, yeah, it is very dramatic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's why we love her. She was yeah. like, w- when when Tara was gone for one hour, she was like, <laughs> hurt feelings, what did I write down? Hurt feelings lead to weeping, bloodshed, and savagery. <laughs> and I was like, yes, if if my partner was gone for an hour, I would say the same
0: thing. <laughs> they argue,
2: then they fight a little bit, which I was surprised at. I do like that
0: the demon, that one demon comes in is like, spikes back. And Drusilla kind of, like, implies a thruple, and Tara's like, don't even think about it. She's
1: like, not a chance in hell. <laughs>
0: yeah, Tara has no interest in Spike. Um, <laughs> I love how quickly
1: Drew but, got there, though. She was like, no, he's yes. back. What means that, oh, we can all fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's she has her eyes on the prize, and we respect that. And then this is when they actually, like, fight, fight. Yeah. And Drew says she's going because she needs to see if it's, like, really her lovely man. And then everyone's favorite, Mr. Pickles enters. Um, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) She says Tara's like, she doesn't know how Spike could be back. She saw him die. Now she can't trust Drew because Spike is back. She says something before before she couldn't trust her because her mind was full of cobwebs, which I like.
1: Cobwebs and stardust. I wrote that down specifically because I was like, that is the perfect Drusilla description. It
0: really, right? Like, it's like Spike. Spoken like Drusilla would say, yeah. but like also just like does describe her brain. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, so a thing that I'm like, that's been like nudging at me this series is like, so like, you know, they say that Indira's like the new witch queen and Tara does not like that. And I, do, we're all like using this title queen so much. And I'm like, but I don't know. Like, Anyone can say like in these universes if you're like a demon or you're even just say like I'm the king of this I'm the queen of right. this whatever the hell you want and it's not like there's like an actual kingdom you know
2: yeah I have a hard time believing there isn't a more powerful witch than uh, than Tara who literally can't cast any spells <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I am
0: really curious as to what the Willow in this universe was doing I mean I, I get that like you know the the way this universe is it's very possible that willow died or that willow didn't get into witchcraft or you know was like one of the random extras that died in any of the episodes every one of the episodes where the school was attacked or the students were attacked or you know 10 other people died because yeah it still doesn't feel like i want i do want her to go full dark willow and it doesn't feel like we're there then what is it and then after we get a lot of like you know, the Mr. Pickles make monkey noises, and we learn that he thinks Kurgan is controlling Tara, and that's why she's fallen for Drew, which also brings up I still don't I still want to know if Mr. Pickles is like chaotic neutral. Is he like good? Is he bad? I want to know where we land.
1: On <laughs> I that. have some questions about his intentions as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. And we learn that Kurgan's plan is to become god of vampires, which sure. Bang enters and Tara has an exposition dump about the grimoire. Bang says, (laughs) for the fifth time. Yes. Yes. And now it's like, okay, I I guess we're saying different things each time, but like every time my brain is like, boop, 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 doo, doo. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. Must get book. Yeah. (laughs) Need book for bad. I feel like that was the thing I kind of did really appreciate about Buffy is that it like took a page out of Star Trek where it'd be like, we're going to say one nonsense line and that is the plot and that is it. It doesn't matter if you don't get it because it doesn't matter. Mm. We're doing this like we're going to have a cool action fight thing and we're going to talk about it. Like you don't really that, need to know the like ins and outs of the uh, specific spells. Right.
2: I think that's the one thing I, I, I've been struggling with the most in this is. Yeah them having to feel like they need to explain every magical thing or explain how vampires can't go into the sun in, like, excruciating detail, which part of me thinks that's really cool. Yeah. But when it happens, like, many, many times, but each time something slightly different is added, my brain is like, I... Buffy has never had to be like, we're doing this spell, and this is... The reason we're putting the Eye of Newt into the cauldron is because it will interact with the... And I'm like... You just put it in there and say it made a spell. And now the house is protected and no one can come in. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, the book is this way. And because yeah. of that, and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so once again, bang is telling Tara something, which later we will see is there is a reason for she's, you know, tells, but bang isn't also isn't incorrect. Right. Cause she says like this new witch girl might excite her majesty. Um, even if it's not, even if spike's not back and like if he is and it will not matter like she can't trust drew and tara asked bang why she was telling her and she's bang kind of like i'm i was like because we had that angel parallel i was like are we gonna learn that she has a soul because it does feel like bang is like kind of more human than the vampires usually are
2: right Mm. and just like very very intelligent and and smart it feels like one of the few like genuinely fleshed out side characters that I yes. for some reason care about. Yeah, I agree.
1: We do get the one Mr. Pickles line that I do like is when he congratulates her on her audacity.
2: <laughs> oh, that is so good. <laughs> I forgot about
1: that. <laughs> that makes me feel like
2: Mr. Pickles is is chaotic to say the very least
0: yeah i i could see you doing that being like you're just like sitting back not giving a shit and you're like congratulations on the audacity and then going back to not giving a shit
2: well that's and mr pickles like the things he's saying that she's responding to it's like he's sitting there like well do you think drew really likes you or does she just want the book (laughs) like that's how i picture mr pickles and her being like what do you mean mr pickles drew doesn't like me and she just wants the book and he's like Yeah, that's what I just said. (laughs) Why why did you repeat that?
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's fair.
2: Um, I actually like Mr. Pickles. I changed my mind. (laughs) You talked yourself into it. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Um,
0: Tara then wants to like, bang is like down for Tara to test the spell on her. um, But she says to get Alphania because she needs to drain her. Points to me for finally getting a Easter egg before anyone else did. Hammy, did you recognize that name?
2: No, but I was very proud of you when I listened to that episode and no. you got it right.
0: Thanks.
2: <laughs> that's our little Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast host.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I know a thing. Um, so then we cut to Spike. I do like when he says he's gotten into audiobooks. And I was like, I wonder if that's like a meta thing because this is on Audible. Um, of course, but, it was brilliant.
1: Also, it like
0: does make sense, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: and I want to know what audiobooks he's listening to.
0: I... Ashley, I feel like you and Spike would, like, gush about Heartstopper together. I really do.
1: (laughs) I would love that so much. Do you think he's just, like, spinning all of Alice Oseman's novels?
0: (laughs) I think only, like, the ones that have, like, a cute romance. Like, if it doesn't seem like it does, then he's not. Like, I feel like he, like, really leans into, like, the romance of it all. I
1: was trying to think, like, because he was into, like, passions and stuff. So I'm thinking he's probably into, like, super dramatic like romance yeah. cheesy novels. Mm-hmm.
0: Like all the like books that kind of look the same now on the shelf that are like romance. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like he would be like eating them all up, <laughs> but he wouldn't want anyone to know.
1: Yeah. And I can see him like sitting and, and like listening to it when it gets to the part where they inevitably like have some sort of conflict and him like being like, Oh, come on. like <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> now, you know, this isn't yes. what's happening.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: i did like perfectly picture that in like his like season five six exactly yeah like he's got like his like earbuds in and he's like ah i'm like mad because they fake break up always painting his nails black yes relatable um (laughs) drew spots him and she's like so happy and i will say it was kind of like fun hearing them together again so i was like right it's been a while since like in the show's universe like you know what like they don't interact in present day after season five yeah. of Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is just like a flashback, which like, sure that counts, but it feels like we haven't had them like not in a flashback in forever. And, uh, Drew, Spike says like, Drew forgot about him and moved on. Drew says Cordelia chopped his head off when, and we learned that that's like, they were trying this daylight spell, right? When Cordelia chopped his head off. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, And I do like when Drusilla says, if I didn't miss you, I'd be very cross with you.
1: It's so good to hear them together, too. Like James and Juliet have such amazing chemistry. And so to hear them interacting with each other again was like... Yes. Like squealing and kicking my feet.
0: Yes. It made me very happy. And I was like, oh, shit, we're on episode six. And they hadn't interacted yet. Like, that is wild because... And I forget... You're right. I do forget that they have such good chemistry because it's like i think of like him with buffy but it's like oh right him and drew really were like really good villains together yeah
1: in the grand scheme of things they didn't have that much screen time together compared to like him and buffy
0: right yeah and then spike brings up the gem of amara and i'm glad that this is explained because in my notes i'm like i don't understand like why is indira is she pretending to be confused like doesn't she know this is the plan um but we learn why she is seemingly confused. Yeah,
1: he. I don't think that she had any idea about the gem of Amara. He just. I think yeah. he probably was just winging it and was like, "Oh, this yeah. is a good excuse."
2: Yeah, yeah. This part was. Uh, I really liked the scene because, like you guys said, Spike and uh, Drusilla are amazing together, yeah. and Indira fit in really well for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Like, right? She did. <laughs> she was really fun to have there. But one of my one of the tropes I hate in anything is when people do bad acting and we're expected to like not to believe that the other person didn't catch on. So during that part where they're like, yes, I uh, know what we're doing. Right. I was like, this is, I hate when things do that. And then they cut me off because it's Drusilla. And she was like, Oh, you've got cobwebs in your brain. too." (laughs) I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. They thought about it. They, I was like, this is, yeah, I loved it. This
0: (laughs) I, Hammy, yes, I ha- I have that in my notes. It's like I love that Drew
2: explains it for us as to why she believes it, <laughs> right? Because I was like, "There's no way," I ha-, and then I, they were like, "Shut up, Hammy."
1: <laughs> That's one of my favorite like bits from the entire episode. She says, "Your brain is a bit muddy, isn't it, pretty cat?" just like mine yes. Yeah. Yes. and, and Dear's like yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> like her reaction to drew is so good
0: the meow is really good yeah. <laughs> um and i do like that when the vampires come out it's like they don't just have the gem of amara they have like all that treasure because i forgot in that episode right it's like kind of like indiana jones and the holy grail where it's like there's a bunch of shit and they have to figure out which one is the like gem, but there was a bunch of like treasure there. Cause I immediately cut to Harmony wearing it all. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go down there, which is me, me.
1: Yeah, same. Like, oh shiny. I mean, put all of this on and take
0: it. Yeah. I'm like, oh cute. What are we here for? I don't know. I have like a bunch <laughs> of jewelry on though.
2: Oh my god, uh, you're the the uh, the Abu from Aladdin. She's like, oh pretty shiny <laughs> thing. Oh screwed everything up. Yep. Um cut to Tara.
0: And like this is when I put, we're explaining too much. And then I have explaining. I don't care. We're explaining. We're explaining again. Yeah,
1: my note just says, Tara, explains.
2: (laughs) Uh, My notes just say, oh, Mr. Pickles is back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although I don't actually think he's even back in this scene. I think I just heard Tara and was like, no. (laughs) I think so. Um, So,
0: and then in here, I was like, are Bang and Tara going to end up together? Like,
2: Oh my God, Ian, turn the horny down. Just like- (laughs) Two notches. I can't. Ian and Tara gonna get together.
0: (laughs) God, listening to this episode, are Ian and Hammy gonna get together? Oh my god!
2: (laughs) We saw you from across the bar.
0: (laughs) So Tara does the spell on Bang, but like I, it doesn't matter. I was say I'm not fully clear on like like they, they're saying like they won't know for sure until the sun comes up
1: yeah and... I, don't, so I don't know all the ins and outs but i did write down the end game is to make it so that their biological clocks always think it's night and so that's why yes. they have to wait yes. till day but this episode made me super confused about things that i was really confident about last episode <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know for
0: sure. <laughs> to your point ashley i have a note that says they'll use magic to stop a quote-unquote biological clock which like sure fine whatever (laughs) i didn't even remember like i couldn't like pay attention to the context of what the biological clock is someone is listening to this like you idiots what are you talking about
2: (laughs) yeah but those those people don't have to do a podcast about it so they're not like jotting notes down every four seconds about everything else
0: it really is hard with these, isn't it? Because it's like they're constantly giving exposition. I'm like, just not never just not ever not taking notes while like mm-hmm. listening.
2: <laughs> well, and because it's audio, like I just so many notes.
1: Yeah, the amount of go back ten seconds, go back ten seconds that I've done. <laughs> yep. Yep. And also while she's doing this spell on her, she keeps Miss Bang keeps talking and Tara keeps telling her to shut up. And I'm like, are you trying to fuck this spell up? Like, are you trying to get turned into like a frog or something? Because she keeps telling you to shut up. If a witch was doing a spell on me and told me to shut up, I would not say a fucking word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. Um, So then what is it? Kurgan keeps popping through. They won't know if the spell, Tara says a spell shook something loose inside her. Sure. uh, Bang, won't go get Alphania. She says Tara is an impressing, impressive witch and getting as far away from Sunnydale as she can because she made a deal with Cordelia. Dun, dun,
1: dun.
0: Cordy says part of the deal was access to Drew's secret tunnels. That's how she got in without being noticed. And yeah, I, there, we're doing a lot of work with Bang here, which I am curious if we will go back to her at the end. Because if like that's it, she's just a minion, I'm like, oh, that was a lot for just like just a minion. that you
1: Well, know, they had to get Cordelia in here somehow.
2: Yeah, true. Right, Yeah, we needed we needed that one minion. I, I, it felt intentional when Bang said, like, called Cordelia a friend and Cordelia is like, we're not friends. And she was like, well, friend of my enemy of yeah. my enemy is my friend, I guess. And I thought, what a weird line. Like, why would a vampire call the Slayer? Her friend? Right? Ever? Right? Yeah. Like, right?
1: Yeah, they've been talking for a while, I think.
2: I got oh. the impression that
1: they've they've had this Bruin for a minute.
0: Oh, like maybe b- even before Cordelia went to the other dimension. Yeah, and
1: so like Bang feels mm. like she can trust Cordelia because I think she's been working with her for a while. But oh, like mm. Bang's
2: like a man on the inside, yeah. mm. kind of. Mm. Okay,
1: all right, all right,
0: I'll buy that. Um, so then we cut to Anya, and I do love her saying no biting because I really <laughs> the like imagery of Anyanka like kind of feral, but just kind of happy and just, like, biting at human Anya. So then we... Then Pupyanka is there as well. And I... I do... At this point, I was like, I do love the dog voice, I think. And I think I'm sold on it because it's just so (laughs) ridiculous. Um, Pupyanka does not want to merge with this Anya. She says she's Anyanka, and then yips. (laughs) 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 That's what my note says for this scene. And I just... I am also a little unclear, like, okay, well, if she doesn't want to merge with Anya, then what the fuck is she doing here, right? Yeah,
1: I have a lot of questions about Anyanka's intentions. Yeah.
2: I feel like it's, it's, that was like Anyanka just trying to be tough. Like, I think she does mm, yeah. want to merge with her and she's just like, I don't want to merge with you, you stupid human. I don't, <laughs> I don't need
0: that. I'm fine all on my own. How Bianca suddenly become like Stewie Griffin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 please don't tell me that's what that sounded like oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did not
1: um, so you. then
0: Anya makes a deal with Papyanka to body swap she gets all the we do a lot of spell
1: yeah
0: like collecting here the spell goes wrong we hear them all freaking out Yeah, we cut to Clem and Giles sirens are going off Giles sees the magic box he says something has gone wrong and then we hear a loud crash dun dun the end yeah
2: (laughs) that sure is the end isn't it
0: (laughs) um well now that we're at the end favorite scene ashley
1: um my favorite scene is the spike drew reunited gem of amara meowing scene okay
2: all right hammy uh, that is also my favorite, but I will give you a second. Um, I think the Drusilla and Bang scene is, uh, Ooh. one of my favorites. All right. My favorite scene was also Drew,
0: Spike, and Indira in the graveyard, like,
2: first meeting up.
0: Now, what is an outfit you pictured one of them wearing in your head? Hemi.
2: Oh, great. I've been thinking about this. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, so Giles fell in the paraber so he's yeah. very wet. Um, so he's taken off his, like, tweed jacket and undone his tie loosely and has three buttons Ooh. undone. But then, uh-huh, they're in the zoo and he gets hit in the head, right? So he needs, like, a tourniquet to stop the bleeding. So he rips off one of the <laughs> sleeves of his shirt and <laughs> uses it as a tourniquet. I love this.
1: Um,
2: yeah, so he's got one sleeve off. His white shirt is, like, wet and stuck to his, like, older but still masculinish ish body um, unbuttoned. Hey, With, I mean, you, know, you dress have, pants or whatever. You have given this so much thought. I love it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Um, I think it's the only outfit I even thought of. <laughs> Ash- Ashley? <laughs>
1: um, okay. I chose Miss Bang. Okay. Ooh. So we know that she's been a minion of Drew's for, like, decades, if not centuries. But I do feel like she mm. seems like the t- type of person that would, like, adapt well. And I feel like with her okay. being this, like, right-hand man, like, feel like she's ready for a fight at any point in time. And did either of you watch the Vampire Academy series on Peacock?
2: No. Yeah. No.
1: Okay, if anybody listening I meant did, to.
2: I hate that vampire shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then I am seeing her very much dress similar to how the Guardians dress in that series. So, like, dark clothing, easy to blend into the shadows if needed. So like a dark t-shirt with like a dark jean jacket and black skinny jeans with like combat boots or docks or like high tops. If she's trying to be comfy that day.
0: I pictured, so I like drew and Tara to me are the only ones that like are switching outfits. So I'm like, sure. I'll give tip. I picture Drusilla in like a black slinky dress, but like shimmery material. And like, she has like fur or fake fur, whatever. Uh, like on the shoulder of her ja- of her like cape, and she has like lots of like things dangling from her dress. Like she has like a necklace. She has like a scarf that's like flowing around it. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like just took some photos because I might do extra photos of like just like what I would have done for the different covers if I did different covers for each episode. And I like put a lot of thought into like Drew looking like a vampire queen, but like translated to the Buffy verse. So it's like ridiculous, but not.
2: Too over the. I don't know. Not like gothic, like right, right, yeah. Yeah, Not a big crown, right? Yes, yes. I like the idea of her wearing like a child's tiara though to go meet Spike, (laughs) and just like fiddling with it while she's talking and getting horny. (laughs) I do like that. Like it's from like some kid she murdered, like on the way there, some like little girl.
0: (laughs) It's just like a plastic crown.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, what grade do we give this episode, Ashley? I gave it a C plus because I gave episode two a B and I feel like this was not as good as episode two for me. That's fair.
2: Uh, Hammy? I I give it a C, I think. Uh, Yes.
0: Yeah. I also give it a C. Look at us. Look Um, at us. I always bring (laughs) the
2: grades down wherever I go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um all right well uh thank you both for doing this thank you all for listening it's still been fun covering the series even though we maybe didn't love this episode as much it's still been a lot of fun yeah. it's better than no series
1: yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> Thank you
0: all for listening. If you like SlayerFest98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can follow us on social media at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I'm at IanXCarlos. Hammy, where can everyone find you?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Hammy73 for regular life and thought stuff. You can find me at michael.ham.cosplay if you're looking for my cosplay stuff. And yeah, that's currently the only two places I really care about and nowhere else exists on the internet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ashley, where can everyone find you and your other show you're a part of? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at cause I'm feeling fine, on Twitter at mythtaken314, and I host a podcast about Heartstopper and the overall Osman verse called Why Are We Like This? And we are on the back end of Heartstopper season two now, and you can find us on all socials at Why Are We Cast, and you can listen to us on all platforms. Uh, that have podcasts
2: and YouTube. Okay, Twitter doesn't exist, but it does for Ashley, so only follow Ashley on Twitter. (laughs) It's the only good excuse to be on Twitter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank
0: you all for doing this, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.